Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go! JT, 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 oh, what a day, what a day, we are back, that was good, <laughs> got me going a little bit there, baby. oh, come on, I mean, come on, he's back, I mean, JT's Literally. back. One day after, less than one day, less than 24 hours after the JT Romuto's not coming here, pod. Um, man, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say that that podcast was the reason it happened, but I also can't in good conscience say that it wasn't. You know what I'm saying, Jack? I just want to know what else we have to do. I mean, we are, I, no podcast is, is carrying this franchise on a back more than us. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like they get on our backs and we'll lead you to the promised land. That's, that's, that's the offer that we're putting out there. I, I, I couldn't appreciate uh, more Dave Dombrowski listening to yesterday's podcast and being duped into, into thinking that, that JT wasn't coming here. I like that. He took that personally. Like, I feel like Dave took the the challenge personally of uh, he's definitely coming here. And then, you know, bing, bang, boom, this thing's done a day later, five years, a hundred and what is it? 115.5. Just to, just to make sure he got over the, uh, the Joe Mauer number. So like, listen, I, I don't, I'm, we're not, we're not a podcast likes to uh, pat ourselves on the back, but never, no, no, not us. So not uh, our thing. We would never do such a thing. Yeah. And, and, and boy, did I blow it on the afternoon show, James? I mean, just, I heard, oh, I a heard. choke job. Yeah, it was, it was a bad moment. Such a especially choke job. for you. I mean, of all people to choke like that. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't know what to say. It was disappointing. I didn't have the celebration music ready. I didn't, cause I didn't, I didn't think it was coming. Like I thought that we, we did the podcast yesterday. I didn't think it would happen that fast. You know, I thought they'd give us at least an no. extra, an extra day. Um, yeah. but I, I pride myself in being the first one to get the information out there. And I, as soon as I saw it, I said, that's a legitimate source. And I got it out there. I didn't have the celebration music ready. And then, um, I was kind of just speechless. Like I, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm so excited that, that JT's back. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, we went into this off season knowing where the Phillies are at, knowing the issues, you know, obviously the way last season ended and then the press conference and then. You know, the whole search for the general manager and, and ending up at Dabrowski and all that. And, you know, it's been some some dark times, <laughs> times this offseason, Jack. It hasn't been, I don't know, the most fun team to talk about as of late. 
But if I could have just had one thing that that just had to happen, this like that that we absolutely needed to happen, that that was just such an all time no brainer. This has to happen. It was this guy coming back. Like you just couldn't let him go. He couldn't leave. No, no, he could like for for all the bad. Like it would be bad PR to let him go after he gave up six though. And oh yes, my God. I mean, yeah. But I also, also after your fan base on national television, you got the pandemic <laughs> crew out there yelling, sign JT. You got every, like, single the guy hits, the entire fan base is tweeting, sign JT. And, oh, yeah, your star player yeah. is saying, sign JT and making check symbols. And then you sign RG Bradley, and he's saying, sign JT. Like, they again, we said it a million times, and it was true the entire time. There was no other franchise in the sport that JT Romito was even close to as valuable to. Not even close. No. How happy do you think the Philly social media team is that they don't have to do the sign JT? Like, <laughs> have they? Ha, I guess it's, I guess it's not officially biggest a, winners of the trade or of the signing, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I guess. Um, yeah, and I guess that uh, you know they haven't put out an official statement on it yet. Um, so I guess that's kind of you know whatever, but. I, I just if I was the Philly social media team, I would be preparing a like we did it. All right. Everyone get off our backs. You don't have to write every single time we post something to sign JT. I mean, if I was running Philly social media, it would be I'd be very uh, <laughs> petty about about the, the JT signing. You? So no, 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 no. Oh, people, that would so out of character for you. Oh, dude, you I would, would never. If, would never no, see, they, like they, they could not let me run the Philly social media account because it would just be no, likes. It would be a disaster. I would just be I like mean, going through on a liking spree of all the signed JT I stuff. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. And you, it would be bad. You'd be trolling fans. It wouldn't be good. No, yeah, it would be a disaster if I had the, the Philly. And plus, like, I'd probably start leaking stuff. Like, I'll start putting out like, <laughs> I, like eye emojis, like all that. <laughs> you'd be like tweeting. So, who out there likes Andrelton Simmons? Yeah. Interesting guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Seems like a good move. That, that this, Speaking really quick, before we get back into the whole JT uh, discussion of it all, uh, Marcus Simeon officially to the Jays. So, seems like the, uh, the the shortstop market is starting to break. And uh, I think we're going to see uh, Andrelton Simmons sign here, signing here shortly. Yeah. It, we'll get to that. We'll get to Andrelton Simmons because it does seem like that's almost a fait accompli. It seems like everything at this point. I mean, Mark Feinstein, I think it was tweeting out just a little bit ago, like the Phillies are shifting their attention to shortstop, specifically Andrelton Simmons. So, yeah, we'll get we'll get into Simmons later. Let's Look get into this some of the team, James. I know, They're starting to come together. Oh, all right. All right, I got a lot. I got a lot to say. All right, let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's dive into it. First and foremost, just we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but just on the face of it, five years, one fifteen. What are your thoughts on the contract and the player coming back here? Great contract. Uh, it, it's the right years. I was worried actually they were going to get up to like six or seven years just to kind of spread out the money and um, and all that stuff. But it seems like he really valued getting more AAV than Mauer and. You know, it's good. It's good for him to do that. It helps the union out. They can use this as precedent. I mean, the Mauer deal was how long ago? I mean, 2011, I want to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, 2011. So, so it, it's been or 2010, it, but a while ago. Yeah, well, it's been a while since a contract like this has been signed by a catcher, so it's good for that. Uh, good for JT. And really, like, I feel like this is just good for both sides because I don't think JT really had a robust market. I think the Phillies were the only team they're offering – over $100 million, and yeah, it might seem like an overpay, but at the same time, you're getting the best catcher in the sport back. 
Uh, he's happy with the contract. He was able to set an AAV record, and the Phillies didn't have to break the total bank to to do it. It's like a, it's almost like a win win for both sides. JT's camp gets to be happy that they broke an AAV record, and the Phillies get to be happy that they get five years, hundred and you know fifteen million dollars. I'm not doing this stupid point five at the end. They signed for hundred and fifteen million dollars. <laughs> doesn't this does, does this whole thing remind you of like when freaking Papel Bond signed and he asked for an extra fifty eight dollars in his contract? I mean, it's not the mm-hmm. same thing, but I I was out on him at that moment. <laughs> so that. so uh, it just, it just feels like a really good contract. Like I don't think JT's coming back. Like oh. Uh, I took a, such a, a pay cut to come back here and play for the Phillies. Uh, and and the, from the Phillies standpoint, they didn't break the bank to bring back you know their, well, their best player. So it's uh, it's a win win for both sides. And uh, I'm just I'm glad it's it's over and done with, and we can get moving. Yeah, I, exactly. It was like the kind of anchor holding this whole offseason down. You know, it's like we just just get this done, and then we can worry about other stuff. And I think you nailed it. Uh, we talked about it before, but it really is. It is a win-win for both sides, particularly, I think, for the Phillies, considering what and and look, I there's been a lot of give Matt Clintag his props. And I, look, we said the whole time I thought the Phillies were playing it right with the market. They were reading the market right. But the biggest single reason by far that JT Romito got a five year, hundred and ten million dollar contract is the pandemic. That is the biggest reason JT Romito was looking for 200 million before everything went down. Now he would not have gotten that, but I think something like 6150 or or that type of deal was a lot more viable prior to the pandemic than after. So, I do think the Phillies played it really well. I think they waited it out. They were patient, they were smart, they read the market right, and they gave him enough to be happy. Well, you know, basically almost the minimum amount they could give him so he would be happy. Like that was the minimum amount. And I do think to your point, though, they like in reality might have been able to get him for less because I don't think there was another team out there bidding against them to that number. But ultimately, you're happy with that deal if you're the Phillies. JT's happy enough with the deal. And the biggest thing is that it's five years. I mean, once you get six, seven, I mean, honestly, ideally, you're looking for like four, right? With this guy. But but a five year deal. You assume that maybe that last year he's not a top tier player, but if you if he could be the JT we know now for the next three years of the deal, and and God willing the fourth year of the deal, it's a good deal. Like and, it's just a good deal. And so. honestly, honestly, I feel pretty good about him being a catcher and a good catcher at the age of thirty four. I I know a lot of people get so concerned about catchers in their thirties getting big contracts and stuff like that, but like. Yadier Molina has been catching. Yadier Molina has been catching forever, and he's thirty-seven, and he's still he's still getting it done. Like, it's not it's not something that happens all the time where every single catcher is just bad into their mid thirties. And JT, and we've talked about this a lot. Like, he was late to getting into catching. He was he, nineteen years old before right. he ever started catching. Right, he's got fresh knees. And uh, judging by his, that's calves, a big deal. I mean, that's a bit eighteen years. Like, not really. Well, I guess, but like, let's say you start really catching like seven or eight or whatever. I mean, that's like a decade plus of wear and tear on your knees. Plus, you factor in how great his calves are, and I mean, you got. Oh, I mean, oh. he's perfectly fine. And that's coming from the world's foremost calves guy, me and, Jack me and Johnny Drama. Yes, I forgot about Johnny Drama. Yes, he's the fictional calves guy. You're the actual real life Johnny Drama. Yeah. So it's it, it, I, I I just. <laughs> I, I just I just think he's gonna age fine. Like I I don't think it's gonna be this huge thing where it's like, oh, he's breaking down at age thirty four like Posey did. You know, Posey was catching forever. I mean, Posey's catching at Florida State. 
He's catching in the pros. He's catching to he's catching to what three World Series titles? Yeah, I was about to say, and also deep into seasons and years where those those take a toll on you. Those World Series runs physically, you know, like as, especially as a catcher, and then you do and, it three times. And as a fan base, I mean, it, it takes a toll on you as well as, a, as someone yeah. as someone who went through this must, for five years. Must be, must be, must be, must be tough. Yeah, to, uh, sounds awful. Yeah, um, I think it's a great point though, Jack. The the wear and tear thing. I I really think it is something that sets him apart in this specific discussion, and also the fact that look, a lot of his value comes from the. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that he does outside of just the physical stuff. The way he calls a game, the way he handles the staff, the leadership perspective, all that stuff. That the field general, like in a in a perfect world on a baseball team, your catcher is your field general. Like that's the guy who just runs the show. And JT's that dude, like, in spades. And so is Yadier. It's a perfect kind of comp from that perspective. So I, I do think, look, you, anytime you sign a 30-year-old catcher to a five-year deal, like, you're going to worry about the back end of it. You have to. It's just the nature of the position yeah. and all that. Yep. And, and again, a, a guy who, who, because of the position, like, and how brilliant he is at playing it, like, the vast majority of this 115 million dollar contract the value of that contract comes from the position he plays and how he plays it you know much more than than his bat as we've talked about the bat for the position so it is one of those you get worried about like because the value is all there like the moment he breaks down it could go but i'm really with you i, I think like of all 30 year old catchers if i had to bet on someone to last physically like this dude's a hoss and he doesn't have the same wear and tear and he's just he's a he's an athlete. You know, he's fast, he's in shape, like all these types of things you look for. I just again, I I, I can't guarantee he's gonna be good in that fifth year, but I'm optimistic about it, Jack. Yeah. More so than I would be with most catcher sign at this age. Yeah, and honestly, like <laughs> It's, the fifth year doesn't matter. You you you're, you expect that exactly. That's that was my point before. You're the, you're getting the value really in the first three to four years of this deal. Yes. Yeah. And and a guy, so comparable to this in a way is a guy like Darren Dalton. And I I think Darren Dalton was even more banged up than JT. I mean D- Dutch is well known for you know how banged up he had been. Dude, in his age 35 season, he batted 263 with an 841 OPS. Like it, you don't just—it's not an automatic rule that guys fall off a cliff. And and again, I don't think JT was as banged up as Dutch was by that point. So, um, yeah, it's just—I it, don't—I I don't agree with all the people about giving a, a catcher the money. Now, seven years, I agree. I mean, seven years is a is is a long time for a catcher. And I know the DH might be coming, and I know he can play first base. But like like we talked about last night, I mean. You're, you're signing him to this contract because of how great he is defensively, and he's also a great hitter for a catcher, not because he can be a DH or, or a first baseman down the, down the road. Like, you can do that to, uh, you know, dispel or, or give him a break from catching, but he's not going to be an all—you don't want him to be, like, an all-time DH. Yeah, and also, look, I, I you don't sign a player because you signed Bryce Harper this massive contract and you want to make Bryce happy, but it is a nice offshoot of this that— for Bryce coming here and all the promises that were made and all that, like, thank God they signed JT. I would have really, I would have felt for all of us, but I would have felt particularly bad for Bryce Harper if they had let JT walk or yeah. if JT, had, you know, like that. I just, man, it feels like that was a blow that Harper couldn't have handled. Well, yeah, I think I legitimately think it would have gotten ugly. Like, I, I, I think so too. I think like, I think if JT left, like that's the first steps to a Bryce Harper demanding a trade type of thing coming down the road. Yeah, I think if if the Phillies went in this offseason and didn't do anything, we would have been looking at a Bryce Harper uh, trade request. You know, if they, if they if they started pinching pennies and didn't bring back JT and didn't really look to upgrade the roster, I mean, Bryce would have been 
uh, inconsolable. By the way, speaking of Bryce, did you see his uh, Instagram comment? No, what'd he say? Uh, he put up a post of him and JT and, and, and said QB1. So does does he think that uh, he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz? Two and five, five nine two, ninety four, ninety four. <laughs> well, I mean, who isn't a better quarterback than Carson Wentz? Right JT now? I mean, definitely throws a nice football. There's there's no oh, doubt about he, it. Well, that's the thing. Catchers that catchers throw. The, it's the same motion. Like whereas, like if you're a shortstop, you're kind of you know kind of throwing from the outside a little bit more. Like a catcher wow. throws like a like a quarterback does up from the ear. You know. Wow, look at you, Jamesy Mechanics. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> wow. I catch you off guard every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I got to throw, throw those in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's spin it forward. So JT is now signed. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> isn't, just, that just, thank God. isn't that so refreshing? Oh, it, I honestly, I feel like a small part of me wasn't breathing, and now it can breathe again. Like, that's honestly what it feels like. Well, feels dude, like a, dude. Part of me was pushed down, and a weight got taken off. And especially when you when you remember about Sixto. Like, I... Since the season's well, I haven't over, even let my honestly, I haven't even let myself think about it like that asset because that's like I couldn't have handled it. Like now that you bring it up, like thank God you're right, but I couldn't handle that aspect of it. Yeah, I know because I now the season's over, you're not seeing all the six though stuff. Although I did see the other day that he had like he was up for what like four starts and he had the third most fastballs over 100 miles an hour last year. So we're not awesome. going to talk about that anymore. We're not talking awesome. about the 6-0 thing anymore. It's over. Awesome. Uh, we got Ivan Nova. We buried the lead, Jack. Oh, I mean, yes, fine. yes, yes. The Ivan Nova emergency podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Ivan Nova is terrible. I, I hate that. Dude. I, I can't hate it. And I know stand it's a minor league contract, Nova. but it's, it's 1.5 million if he makes in the majors. Like, why is this the guy you're taking a bet on? He stinks. Ivan Nova stinks. Yeah, as a guy yeah. who as a guy who uh, uh, drafted him a couple times, expecting the Ivan oh, Nova yeah, the Ivan Nova breakout year, I base most of my my feelings towards players on if they screwed me in fantasy. And uh, Ivan <laughs> Ivan Nova, I feel like that's a good way to do it, man. Yeah, he screwed me a couple times. I mean, he'll never reach Ian Desmond level for me, but Ivan Nova, I've definitely bought into a couple times. So super not pumped about the Ivan Nova signing in it. I like. Why? Why spend a million and a half on Ivan Nova? Like, can we can we use it on maybe like? That's my point. Like, any reliever X or whoever. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. No, who cares? Right. J- JT's here. Yeah. Who cares? JT's here. JT. All right. So let's spin it forward. JT is back. We're set there. So we've got like the the makings of like an actual baseball team. What a what a fun thought. Um, we are assuming the Andrelton Simmons thing is going to happen. Like yep. you mentioned before, Sammy into the Jays. Like it's either. Essentially, the only three names we've heard attached are Andrelton Simmons, Didi Gregorius, and Freddie Galvis. <laughs> Can you believe it or not? Awesome. Uh, but but from all the tea leaves, are you just assuming that like later this week we're going to hear that Andrelton Simmons is a Philly? Uh, I would like to propose, James, that this is the official Andrelton Simmons yes! is not going to be a Philly yes! uh, podcast. I think that's a, I think that's a good move. Boy, this is going to be a long. Move. This is going to be a long podcast title for you. It's going to be the JT Real Muto <laughs> Emergency Podcast slash Ivan Nova Emergency Podcast slash Andrelton Simmons never coming here. Podcast. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, it'll, it'll be one of those things that actually isn't written out, but the real one. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, yeah, so if I had to guess, I would say that Andrew Allen Simmons is going to get like one year, eight million from the Phillies. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I listen, I'm excited about Andrew Allen Simmons. Uh, you know, people always talk about how his, like... <laughs> He's like terrible offensively. Like no, Freddie Galvis is terrible offensively. That's what I was saying last show. Like he's he's fine. He's an okay hitter. Yeah, if you look at his last five years, averaged out his his average OPS plus is ninety seven, which is three points below league average. Um, like he's not gonna wow you at the plate, but when you like, and I said this last night, and I tweeted again today, like when you have a starting staff of Eflin, Wheeler, and Nola, which are ground ball guys, you you want the best defensive shortstop out there possible, and why not get the best ever? And if you're going to have Alec Bohm play third base every day, why not have a guy that can range to his right as much as Andrew Alton Simmons can? Um, I don't know if he can execute the jump throw quite like the goat Derek Jeter, but like I, he, I think <laughs> I think I think at least I think at least Simmons helps Alec Bohm a little bit from that standpoint of having the range. And I I thought Didi was great at everything like in front of him. I, I didn't see the range I thought that we were going to get out of him last year. Um, and, and Simmons is just in another class when it comes to, to another, defense. like another hemisphere. That's the thing. Like Phillies fans who have watched, you know, uh, Didi and then Segura the year before, like, and obviously Freddie's a good defensive shortstop, but even if you're remembering Freddie fondly thinking like after what we've had, wow, Freddie was so good defensively. Like, Andrelton's in another hemisphere from Freddie. Like, Andrelton is is so good. Like, it's going to be a joy to watch this guy play defense. I, Keith Law once used the, the phrase uh, fielding porn to describe Francisco Lindor, and I think you could absolutely say that about Andrelton Simmons, too. Well, I don't acknowledge anything Keith Law says. Uh, I know, <laughs> but it's a good line. It fielding is a good, porn's a good line. It is, it is a good line. Credit, credit when due, Jack. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I have no problem with Keith Law, although I did not appreciate the questioning of Nick Bitsko. I mean, friend of the friend of the podcast. I Keith know. Law, I was just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, he did come at you with the Bitsko thing. Yeah, it was like uh, it was, we're just we're just talking some 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 uh, high school arms here, Keith. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, hey, look, look. In the end, the Phillies chose a high school arm. Yeah. You won. He lost. Let the man live. Jack. Although, although he might have won because Bitsko's getting uh, shoulder surgery. But I saw. But you can't predict that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Who could have seen His that? His point was the Phillies aren't taking a high school yes, arm. Yes. That was the point. Yes. Um. But yeah. No. But seriously, like, if you have Simmons, you have J.C. Realmuto, and and it seems like they they might still be in on on JBJ. It might be hard now because it seems like the the funds are drying up in a sense. Um, I guess they're what at about one hundred and eighty million dollars after the. Yeah, last I saw it was like one seventy nine or somewhere in that range. They've got about twenty five million to play with, twenty four million to play with if they want to go up to, and that's before Simmons signing. Right. If they want to go up to the tax, and you figure, look, they still need. They're going to sign Simmons. Let's say it's eight or nine million for a year. You still need bullpen pieces. <laughs> like I, I doubt they're going to do the same thing they did last year. After what happened last year, I know we already got Archie, but I, I think there's at least one or two more bullpen pieces, like significant enough pieces coming. Um, and then, I mean, you still could sign a starter too, theoretically. I mean, right now it's Ivan Nova, Vince Velasquez is your five starter. I mean, like I'd rather not, Jack. <laughs> if, if those are my options. Well, that's annoying about that's annoying about the uh, the uh, 
the, well, the, the a million and a half array Von Nova. Like, well, let's, that, let's... And that's what, yes. And that's what's annoying about, and let's be real, and credit to the Phillies, credit right now, you know, JT did it and all that. But like, in reality, like, what they should be doing is going all in on this team right now. I mean, if you're, what are you go, waiting to go over the luxury tax for? You've got JT Romito in his prime. You got Bryce Harper in his prime. You got Zach Wheeler in his prime. You got Aaron Nola entering his prime. Like, the, the group of guys you have here, like, why not take a shot with them? I'm not saying this is the best team ever and, and going all in is is going to guarantee you anything, but right now this team is not good enough. Like, they're not. They can make the playoffs. They could have a little fun, but they're not as good as the Dodgers. They're not as good as the, the, the powerhouse-type teams. But a few extra moves, like you had a couple real bullpen pieces. You had a real starter. You had a real center fielder. All of a sudden, like, you're not as good, but you could win a series. You could get there, like— I do think, and they're not going to do it this offseason. You hope that that's the plan for next offseason is to really go for it. But at a certain point, like, and we've ripped him for the luxury tax nonstop, and we don't know if he'll ever go over it. You believe he will. I believe, hope he will. But, the, like, they have a, a, a unit of guys in their prime right now here who are worth building around and worth taking a shot with, especially for a team that's been so long. So, like, spend a little more money is what I think they should do. They won't, not right now, but that's really what they should do, Jeff. Well, and really, you need to maximize the JT contract because Bryce is here regardless. I mean, Bryce is here for the next 10 years. So but you're also maximizing both the heart of the Bryce contract. Yes. You're absolutely right. And the, you maximize those things. Yes. You're two superstars. Yeah, and I, as, as you were talking, I was writing it down. I mean, the, the, his contract is really interesting about the deferred money thing. Um, you know, they're not paying it all up front, so that does theoretically save them some money uh in the in the front of the contract so they can add to it which was which for, is for cash flow issues during the pandemic or for when uh Dombrowski leaves yeah. and he doesn't have to worry about the deferred contract <laughs> yeah, right, he leaves that for, for Sam Fold to worry about but I do wonder now they have three a hundred million dollar plus players now but it does seem like they want a one year stopgap shortstop. Is that for Stott or is that for the shortstop class of 2022? I mean, you hope it's for the class next year, right? And I mean, it's a class. Um, you know, and they, the New York New York already has Lindor in their building. You worry that, that he'll just stay there. Oh, you know, he, that's yeah, a concern he, with the class. He, he, uh, that's he will. my guess. He will. Um, but you hope it's for that. You hope it's for that because, again, like to the point we're making. You know, what's the point of having of giving JT all this money, giving Bryce all this money, bringing Wheeler in for all that money, having these guys here and and not trying to maximize it? Like I just I don't understand it. Like why penny pinch now? You know? Right. Well, I know. I it, I, I, I know. get it. I, I get we it. all I know. I'm just talking. But if theoretically, theoretically, this is the time you should be going all in. I yes, I, I that agree is my you. point. And not spending a million and a half on Ivan Nova. Yes, exactly. Especially if you are going to penny pinch, which it seems like you are. And a penny pinch, a relative term. Like, they're going up to luxury tax and stuff. I know. They're not truly penny pinching compared to other listen, teams, some other teams. Listen, but. $180 million, another, they're probably on track to be a top five payroll. John, might, we're getting close to Jack territory. Yeah, or maybe just how about spend the money wiser? No, and then we no, don't get into this no, situation. stupid money, stupid money. You know what? That is true. Yep. Stupid money was was a prescient thing to say yep. by John Middleton. Yep. Um, all right. So so let's so Andrelton we think is gonna happen soon. Forecast. You know, what do you think what do you expect them to do? You know, generally. Obviously you don't have to nail the names, but like are they gonna sign a center fielder? Or are they gonna go with Hazley, Kingery, Quinn? Like Segura at second base, Kingery at second base. What do you think the deal is there? And 
are they going to add another starter? I think we both agree they're going to add some bullpen pieces. You know, what do you see moving forward now? Well, I think I have this feeling that they're going to they're going to tr- either trade for Benintendi or sign JBJ to play center field. Um, obviously, Benintendi is not the greatest option in center field, um, but you're taking a chance on that that ba- that bat bouncing back. Um, so I think I think one of those guys will be in center field. I think they'll sign Shane Green. Uh, I think he's going to be their 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 last bullpen addition. Right. I like Shane Green. Yeah, I know. My problem with, with like Shane Green is like the peripherals just don't add up to the ERA. No, the, yeah, they don't. And they I just, don't. But when you he gets outs, like when you watch him, he gets outs. But I agree, it's he's not someone you watch and you're like, whoa, look at Shane Green. But like he gets outs, he, you know. So it's I'm with you. I'm. It's not. It wouldn't be my top choice. But Shane Green's fine. Yeah, well, I feel like reliever. I feel expected. I, they got to add more than one reliever, right? I mean, Bradley, Shane Green, Hector Neris, and Junk is not enough. Uh, it's not, but I feel like we're. I feel like after the Shane Green thing, it's going to turn into like, uh, you know, not. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Couple as, million for this guy. Yeah. Couple million for this guy. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, I would, I would sign Robertson back for like two mil or like a mil, just because like. I don't know. I, I still think that guy can be a good pitcher. You know, he didn't he didn't get back this year, but I I still I still like David Robertson, and it's it's unfortunate he never got to really pan out here. But there 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 are guys on the free agent market that they can get for like two million that could really help the bullpen. It's it's not going to be as bad as a the the Francisco Liriano, uh, Bud Norris uh, things as as last year. But I mean, I, I anticipate that's kind of the direction they're going to go. Um, and then I already said it, I said it last night. I'll say it again. I'm going to get Lance McCullers here. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but that's my last, my last, my last move for the Phillies offseason is it's going to be Lance McCullers. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I promised high hopes listeners that I will bring Lance McCullers here and I'm going to deliver on that promise. And I'm with you and support you and whatever you need. As I said, whatever you need, I'm here for the Lance McCullers thing. Um, all right. Uh, we actually have a little breaking news on the pod. How about this, Jack? Oh Yeah. The results are in. Oh yeah. There, there will be no Hall of Famers. I know. Twenty twenty one. How about that? Uh Kurt Schilly was seventy one percent of the vote. Bonds sixty sixty one, lower than thought. Clemens sixty one. It's a shame those guys aren't gonna get in. I mean so I I mean, I think we everyone who's listened to this show before knows that I think Bonds and Clemens should be in, like absolutely one hundred percent in the Hall of Fame. I've actually gone the other way on Schilling now. Like I I for a long time thought, oh, he's an asshole, but you know, fine. You know, he's a great pitcher, and that's what matters. I actually don't want Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame anymore. Yeah, me too. He's he's such a a, a bleep 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 that I'm just I'm out. Like I don't want that guy in the Hall of Fame. That that guy does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I don't care that it's not fit. I am very strict. I've always been very strict about like what you did in baseball is what matters to me. Were you a Hall of Fame baseball player? Then you should get in. Kurt Schilling was absolutely a Hall of Fame baseball player, and I don't want him in. It's the first time that's happened. Yeah, I, I, I no interest. I don't want him. Uh, no, I don't. Well, well, he, I no. You just don't. No. You just don't want him representing baseball ultimately. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, we also have more breaking news. Oh, look at this! What a wild pod. Uh, Freddie Galvis with the Orioles for a million and a half. <laughs> that, that was, so I guess we don't have to worry about that one, huh? Nope. Nope. I mean, should we just like should we just keep recording until Andrew Alton Simmons is, is, is signed? I mean, just, you could just consider this our version of the um, Andrelton Simmons is a Philly pod because he's coming. Like yeah. this is happening. Yeah, I it's mean, happening. Unless Didi takes a year, which I don't think he's gonna do. 
it certainly seems like. But I would love if Didi took a year. Um, actually, I would even be. I would. I would. I wouldn't hate if he signed for multiple years. But um, it, it feels like it feels like it'll be uh, Andrew Alton Simmons. So um, yeah, this just count this as the uh, the Andrew Alton Simmons is officially a Philly podcast because <laughs> he's probably going to be a Philly. <laughs> yeah, and Dombrowski's just trying to see how many pods he can get us to record in one week. I mean, I, I do appreciate he's a listener, but this is this is not exactly the easiest. He thing. just loves the pod. He yeah, yeah he's like, oh, I want to hear those I, guys he again. He doesn't realize that you finish your show, you step right into the studio next. All you don't get to go home. I have to leave my wife and my daughter downstairs to come record in Zoe's room because it's here. There's Ruben getting fired up like last time. Oh, there so, he yeah, is. Like it doesn't matter. We're super happy to do it, but like you know. All right, to take a day off. Yeah, I mean, spread them out a little bit. You know, you did nothing. That's what I'm saying. You did nothing you for know? two and a half months. You know, people are gonna get tired of us. Yeah, expect every time. To, you know, at least help us with the content. You know, spread out the content. Let us do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Dave, I, I know you're. Really, first off, come on the podcast. We never said one bad oh, yeah, thing about please, you. Please, we were no, always, no. I uh, honestly only amazing things. Yeah, we were always Dombrowski guys, and um, yeah, we were we were we were pitching that they would hire you, and and they listened. Yes, so. yes. So it's uh, uh, it'd be listen. Appreciate it. Come on the podcast. Um, but just nailed the JT signing. <laughs> he did. Look, this is uh, this, again pandemic all the whatever the reasons all that stuff like the phillies nailed this the fit we are very critical of the phillies when they do things that are deserving of being critical they nailed this they got the guy they had to have back and they got him at an incredibly fair price considering who he is and what he gives you like that's a great job great job by the phillies Great. How about that sentence? Isn't that- I know. I just felt weird coming out of my mouth. I know. I know. Like it's uh, it's, it's, it's been a struggle to get to this point, but it feels like we're here. It's just it's just such a great day. It's like, it's so nice that the the worry of JT is like done. Like he's he's we get here. To watch him play baseball. For yeah, the next we, we can. Like that we, dude who we just love watching. Like we get to watch him every night. That's awesome. I didn't even like you know honestly. It's gonna be weird. You know what's gonna be weird though, Jack is like. That first home run or whatever uh, of of next season, like grabbing your phone to tweet sign JT and then be like, oh, wait, I don't have to do that anymore. I know. I got to find some new material. It's, I know. I know. I know. It's going to be tough. I mean, this this offseason is just getting better and better. I mean, Simmons probably coming. JT's back. We're, a late bloomer. It's we're not. Late bloomer. We're not resigning. Started, started rough. We're not resigning Freddie Galvis, which is great. I mean, it's everything's everything's breaking our way. Archie Bradley's here. Archie. Also, I mean, I I put not it out, on this podcast with us, despite some some Twitter uh, yeah. buzz that that might happen. I put out the bat signal to, to come on the podcast, and he yeah. he did not respond, which is which is he put out a video, but he didn't respond to to coming on the podcast, which is highly disappointing. But it's all right. I, I fully anticipate he'll come on the podcast. So yeah, <sighs> I hope so. I believe it. Yes. Yeah, JT. So uh, I think that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, I do have one more thing. And James and everyone listening, I need you to close your eyes and just okay. just take a walk with me into the future because I saw this vision at about 3.30 and it was about 2022 and the High Hopes podcast is just continuing to dominate the market and um, you know the affiliates are, are finally starting to, to, to make some noise and now, 2021, we're not sure. With 2020, 2022 is like, all right, the Phils have, Phils have fully arrived. And I'm just taking you inside NLCS game one. Oh, buddy. Rally towels are just exploding. 
the rally towels are going. So I'm going to take you to the seventh inning because in the in the top of the seventh, Nola strikes out the side, and his last pitch is a two-seamer on the outside corner that JT frames so well that's called strike three. <laughs> it's called strike three. Joe Buck heading into the break says, we'll go to the bottom of the seventh right here in Citizens Bank Park or whatever. They come back. JT leads off, hits a dinger into into <laughs> into the, the 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 rally towels. Everyone's jumping up and down. Everyone's going crazy, and all you start to hear is uh, JT 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 JT, and like the, he's getting he's getting serenaded in JT Real Muto chants. And it is like, I mean, me and you are at the game, obviously tearing up, bro hugging. Um, <laughs> and it is just, it's just a, a, a euphoric experience as JT goes deep and all of Citizens Bank Park just starts breaking on in, in JT chants into the tune of T.O., 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 but in JT-ness. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a beautiful image. Like, I could see it. In my mind's eye, Jack. Yeah, can't you see Nola? I mean, uh, I know September. Can we just get this vaccine to everyone so we can all go back to Citizens Bank Park, please? Uh, I mean, please. We need fans in the stands at Citizens Bank Park. We need it like we need air to breathe, Jack. And like, uh, you know, I know September Nola exists, and we don't talk about September Nola in this podcast. But no, we October Nola is a whole different thing. Whole, whole different di- thing. Whole different guy in, in October. Trust me. Just trust us. And I just I just can't get this vision out of my head of him just shoving in the postseason and walking off the mound after like a, a fastball on the outside corner that tails back in like a tailor made to right handers and Joe Buck like he like Nola kind of strutting off the mound, crowd going crazy, and then JT going up and hitting the dinger to JT chance. I just. It's it's it. I just need it. I need it so bad. I can't wait. I can't wait till they're back in the postseason. Oh, Jack, what a beautiful thought, man. I'm so ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's just sign sign some bullpen guys, and who knows? Maybe we could sneak in this year, Jack. Who knows? Expand the postseason. Yeah, well, you might. We'll see. Shout out to the players for fighting back on that, though. Respect. Appreciate. It. Um. All right. You got any final thoughts, Jack? <sighs> I don't. I don't. What a happy day. Um, I blew it on the air when it came to the, the announcement. But you made it up here. And ultimately, yeah. I mean, let's be real. The JT Romito signing announcement isn't happening on the air without you right. and without this podcast. Right. So, like, you know, a little leeway. That's right. That's right. Happy day. Uh, Phillies fans, High Hopes listeners, we did it. And and Philly social media team, you can – <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> you can seal it. You yeah. can take that one. We, it's free. Yeah, you got you, it. You can take a deep breath, and you don't have to get berated with signed JT stuff anymore. To the Philly social media team, you guys did it. They signed JT. You did it. Spread some salt to a ceiling. <laughs>